Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips and much, much more. Hello, I'm your host, Caroline Pudner. In this week's episode, I talk to Executive Head Teacher Christian Hilton and Associate Head Teacher Hannah Young from the Stour Federation Partnership in Warwickshire. They describe their curriculum journey using cornerstones across three schools through planning and implementation and talk about the impact it's had on the children's engagement and learning. Christian and Hannah also explain how they are using the online system Curriculum Maestro to support team planning and subject monitoring. I found it a real inspiration to hear from these primary leaders who are making curriculum work really well in their schools while meeting Ofsted's expectations. Now, the podcast was recorded when I visited the schools at the end of last year, 2019, and they were having some building work done. So apologies if you do hear the odd drill or saw in the background. Okay, it's time to get on with the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So we've worked across the three schools and Brails came into using Cornerstones this time last year, autumn 2018. So now uh, we can work as a curriculum team for um, history and geography, for science and design technology, and we can share plans um, with our Google Drive across the three schools. We can share resources. I drive class sets of books from one school to another <laughs> during my <laughs> weekly visits. Don't um, break down. <laughs> so little things Text like that books. Make, books. make make, make <laughs> a big. Make a big difference. They do, yeah. And we're all talking the same thing. We can mm. all talk about what works and what lessons haven't been so successful. Fantastic. So, Hannah, I was talking about the children. You mentioned that they're enjoying their projects. How Have you seen an impact, not just on their engagement, but on their learning as well? Um, you, you mentioned, obviously, the knowledge that they were talking about. But over so the last few years of using Cornerstones, has it has it had an impact on the children's outcomes? Yes, most definitely. Um, it really gives that focus for non-core subjects. Obviously, traditionally, there has always been a focus on English and maths. Um, and we've been working really hard over the last six years, um, and certainly the last three years, to, to put that same focus on non-core subjects. Um, and Cornerstones has, has really helped with that. Um, the children are able to talk about their learning. They love every topic that we do. I know past pupils have come back to us and said that's the thing they miss. They go off to high school, and obviously high school is brilliant because it's new and yeah. lots of uh, new things to try, but the thing they say they miss is, is the Cornerstones topics. Um, in terms of their actual learning, um, we've worked really hard, as Christian said, on the Innovate stage over the last year, two years, um, and I think that's been perfect for children really being able to elicit everything they've learned throughout that develop phase and teachers have been able to sort of take that early years approach of stepping back and observing the children um, and really seeing what the children can pull out from their learning in the develop Mm. phase and then use in a skillful way in the innovate phase so I think teachers confidence to assess children an expected standard or a greater depth standard without actually labelling them as such has really, really come on through watching children in that innovate phase. Um, children are able to talk about their learning and say why they're doing something in a certain way. Fantastic. And I, I noticed actually as a school, Christian, I think it was mentioned in your last Ofsted that you 
had worked very hard on questioning as well. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's throughout the project, but in the innovate stage, you can do that kind of guide from the side, questioning and observing them. Yeah. Have you seen that in practice at all? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Teachers um, prompting as they're going. What we tend to do is obviously set them off with the innovate board, have a discussion at the start. Um, we have been eliciting the knowledge and the skills, trying to make it clear to the children this is this is what we've been learning and this is what you might do to show this learning to us. Um, and just being able to step back and observe the children at work and then intervene as and when necessary um, has been perfect. Lovely. One that stands out is uh, the Innovate stage for Pharaohs, mm -hmm. where it's evolved in that the children work together in groups to design and make and plan a sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at them applying the knowledge that they've learnt during the topic on ancient Egypt in terms of what they include yeah. in their sarcophagus and just sitting back and watching them and listening to them talking mm. really gives you a sense of pride in that what we're doing is mm. the right approach. I was really able to see in that topic the children whose history knowledge had really improved throughout the topic. Oh, they were the ones that were talking about all the things they were going to put in their sarcophagus and what they were doing and then you could really see the other children whose practical side and the DT um, strengths were coming out in the actual design and make and evaluate of the sarcophagus um, so it was really good to see all rounds and which children had strengths in which curriculum area mm. and I've found that a lot with the innovates it really shows children off you know to their to their best yeah. to the bit that they've enjoyed the bit that they've understood most and they can really show it off I also yeah. think the children and the teachers like our approach in that we only have one book per topic other than maths everything goes in one book so English history geography science so for one topic everything is in one place is it marked on which subjects you're no, doing no because it's no. quite obvious yeah. what, what the subjects <laughs> yeah. are and then when we have parent sharing afternoons at the end of each half term where parents are invited to come and look at the children's books and all the other uh, artwork DT work computing work uh, that they've done they're looking through a topic yeah. and they're learning of a topic and how it applies in a single subject but how it applies in a bigger idea yeah i think one of the strengths of the children has been able to make links within an individual topic but also across topics and i think the topic book approach has helped with that so yeah. they they it, we do make it very clear that this is a history lesson this is a science lesson this is a geography lesson but we also make clear where the links are uh, within the topic and the children can talk about those links and they'll remember something from one topic to another. So this week when we've been doing DNA and Darwin's Delights, oh, yeah. they've been talking about all the learning we did on cloning and the super beast, the aphids and the beast creator topic. And it's really good to hear them making those links across yeah, the topics. That's fantastic because that's a year five into a year six. Mm. That is wonderful because that's crucial, isn't it, that they yeah, can see where something fits in mm -hmm. coherently into to their the curriculum that they've been learning. In terms of um, the children's enjoyment of the project, have they sort of passed that enthusiasm to the parents? Yeah, most definitely. Our parents are, are great. They engage in many ways um, with everything that we do, um, from parent sharing, which Christian mentioned at the end of a topic, mm. but at the beginning of topics, um, they get a newsletter explaining what the topic's going to be about. Yeah. Um, they support their children with any optional homework. So we have used the homework resource 
list from Maestro. <laughs> and the children, it's they can choose whether they do it and they can hand it in at any point throughout that topic. Yeah. And then when they do come to the parent sharing, you can really see how proud the children are of their work. Yeah. And the parental engagement at parent sharing is fabulous. I think that really helps the children, doesn't it? When they know that they're that their family are behind what they're doing and they're interested. We've talked a lot about Innovates, but that's mm. been another way that we've really engaged with parents. So yeah. we've held the public art gallery for Gallery Rebels yeah. and we did our produce sale for allotment. And obviously all the parents across the whole school were invited to those and they're really well attended. And again, you could see the children absolutely buzzing on showing off everything that they'd done over the last six weeks, which was really, yeah. really lovely to see. And going back to that local context, you're surrounded by agricultural land it's beautiful yeah. down here a lot of the children when we do do allotment I have to choose carefully what I'm teaching so they don't know more than I do <laughs> <laughs> no, they know a lot about their farming um let's move on to maestro now because I know you've you've just recently transferred over from the hub to maestro what were your initial thoughts Christian what can you see potentially for you to help your job as a head teacher but also how you might use it across the schools so um, Hannah and I attended the Ofsted curriculum workshops in December ready for the new uh, education inspection framework and we came away from that fairly confident actually in what we already ha- had in place but a list of things that we needed to to look at we took that list to uh, Simon at Cornerstones he was able to show us with Maestro a lot of the things we wanted already without even speaking to him about it beforehand he said yes we can do that we're doing this already we're doing this and then we started trialing it from June Mm. and I've been delighted actually it's a real game changer Um, from a SLT point of view from a subject leader middle leader point of view and from a classroom teacher point of view to have that common framework where all levels of leadership in the school can be populating is really important, I think. So much so that one of our appraisal targets this year is is based around Curriculum Maestro for our teachers, um, with a subject leader hat on as well as a um, classroom teacher hat on, making sure that everything is logically sequenced and coherently sequenced and that the curriculum definitely is the progression model. Fantastic. So with it all in one place, have the teachers started populating Maestro with the projects? Yeah. And then you as SLT, are you doing the approval um, function of it? Yeah, so, so we did that in the summer. Oh, right. So okay. we've chosen topics, we've approved them. Mm-hmm. We've gone back through our principles of what our curriculum is. We know we don't have to create massive long intent statements. We know that. No. But we have given some thought to the purpose of our mm-hmm. curriculum and and how we approach it and the pedagogy behind it bringing in you know our research lead evidence-informed practice with Rose and Shine's principles of instruction so we've thought carefully and taken time curriculum teams have at least three staff meetings a term to work on curriculum maestro and to work on their subject briefs and then each curriculum team presents to everyone else or the other teachers and governors at the end of each term. And I think with Maestro now in place, a lot of the presentations will be done through that. We use the tests as well, because we're not afraid of tests. We think tests are good. It's the accountability that comes with SATs that is the issue. But we use tests for reading and GPS and maths as part of our assessment cycle to check that children are remembering what they've learnt away from the point of teaching 
um, that we use the cornerstones test for that and when the assessment part of curriculum maestro is fully functional we think that will be another enhancement for workload and for improving teaching and that obviously is linked because it's on maestro it's linked to everything so you'll be able to access that at your fingertips so because it's live and it's linked if you need to see geography and the progression of geography through your school you'll be able to see actual coverage as well in those subjects we made a fantastic start we've still got plenty of work to do yeah we're looking carefully at those big ideas yeah. which we think is a really good way of of um looking at the diagonal links across the curriculum mm. you know and we want teachers to have that level of subject expertise with their curriculum team subject leader hat on but we're not expecting them to be secondary subject leader style experts they are primary school teachers yeah. they have to be experts everything really to a certain degree yeah but i suppose having the projects there that if you're having to plan lessons from scratch and projects from scratch find resources i think what we've been hearing over the last few years from teachers is that that then reduces the time that you've got to think about your approach and think about the impact your teaching is having on children. Have you found that it's given you that freedom? It, it, analyze, it analyzes progression and coverage mm. for you so you can then spend the time thinking about what you're teaching, yeah. the questions you're going to ask, mm. how you're going to reactivate prior learning and how you're going to assess it rather than spending time with a great big huge kitchen table full of papers yeah. to get your yeah. um, curriculum design and progression mm. you can do that with a few clicks mm. so that gives teachers time to focus on what they should be doing on the delivery is... and the assessment absolutely yeah. that's great to hear because that is really why we did it so we've done a lot of we've loved the curriculum design element and the curriculum offer and found it a really good tool that we can share with the community and the federated teachers yeah. and the governors um, about what every pupil is entitled to yeah. really and is going to and you're going yeah. to offer it's a nice yeah. way to sort of plan budgets as well if you yeah. want to use it that way you yeah. can actually allocate budgets yeah. can't you and different... it's really made us focus on our trips and make sure that the trips are evenly balanced out across the school yeah. um, and that we've got the same or roughly the same number of visitors coming in to each class and each class mm. has got the same mm. opportunities yeah that's good because it can be a bit last minute, can't it? Trip yeah. planning. Yeah. There's actually and that's good for everybody, isn't it? Because it's yeah. good for the parents as well if they know that this year expect X number of trips. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and also to have the memorable experience map. Mm. I know you mentioned a few mm. local areas, but yeah. if you want to go further afield as well, mm. the, the Al in the office he's put on all the kind of all the main areas of interest that you could go to. So you can sort of mm. zoom in on Maestro to that map. So that's quite mm. handy for teachers. Yeah. Actually, we'd I'd just like to ask you, Hannah, about um, subject progression in the curriculum. And I, and I heard that you had worked on the arts, actually. Are you going uh, and you're working towards the arts, Mark? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, so with our curriculum teams, um, last year we had an arts team, mm. um, which was quite a large team. Um, and they focused on really honing skills and progression of those skills throughout the year groups yeah. so that each year they weren't just repeating something they'd done previously yeah. and that those skills were being built upon um, at, across a range of media. So it wasn't that we'd just get the paints out for art, that children were yeah. really getting that wide range of experiences within art. Yeah. Um, and then to go alongside that, we introduced um, Music of the Month and Art of the Month so that children are 
learning about significance and mm. um, actually our things off our bucket list, making sure that before they leave our school they know some yeah. famous artists yeah. and some Fantastic. famous composers and the names of the pieces that they've produced. Um, yeah. So we use those in our assemblies as well as in our art lessons. Um, and then there's plans later this year for an arts week. The arts team will continue to to work towards the arts mark this year. Fantastic. Um, and then I suppose using Maestro, you're going to be able to track the progress, aren't you, with the, with the children in arts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. The programmes are studied, but also their learning intention. And you mentioned significance, and that comes under the big ideas, doesn't it? So you'll be able to see... Um, how children progress within that yeah, aspect. Exactly, and one of the briefs for this term is for the subject leaders to be able to to look at those big ideas and check which projects they come up yeah. in and familiarise themselves with that intended progression yeah. and make sure there aren't any gaps mm. um, and to obviously take action if there are gaps. If there are, yeah. If there's an imbalance um, with the topics that we've chosen. Um, but then we would obviously just need to rejig and tweak a few few areas but that's going to be super for the subject leaders yeah as a tool to to be able to do that that's great those decisions Uh, i know looking forward do you feel then that with the maestro progression maps for subject leaders they'll be in a in a good place to be able to explain and articulate their subject progression through the school because i know ofsted are looking at these deep dives uh, (laughs) across whatever subject you agree with with them but if they chose say art do you feel confident that your subject That's leads? our hope, yeah. yeah. We've, you know, we've, I've introduced the team briefs for this term and um, staff are actually going right back to the national curriculum and just looking at those aims and objectives mm. for each subject mm. and just reminding themselves of what that subject's all about before they even get to the programmes of study, just what is this subject and, and why, why are we teaching this to children? And then obviously going deeper with the um, intended progression on Maestro will, yeah, really enable them to articulate their subjects um, and then show how it's personalised to our schools and and their passion for the subject. And you'd be able to do that even more, I think, in the future with the uh, companion projects for the knowledge-rich projects, because some of them are art and design, some of them are design technology, um, and you can add those into your existing curriculum if you want, but you've, yeah. you, you've got the coverage anyway. No, we're anyway. looking forward to seeing them and, and, yeah, maybe integrating those into what yeah. we already do. So, Hannah and Christian, what's the vision now? Looking forward, I know you had an Ofsted in 2017. You obviously are working very hard on the, your pedagogy, your teaching approach. What are your um, hopes for the future for the schools in your federation? I think we've still got work to do to tighten mm. things up, to get it perfectly as we want it. We do other aspects of the curriculum, not just Cornerstone. So we use the No Outsiders approach for our PSHE and and we teach protected behaviours curriculum for a child safeguarding curriculum. And we want to add those aspects of our curriculum design into Maestro. So it gives us a full curriculum design approach not just of the Cornerstones topics. No, so a full picture. A full picture of what we're delivering. We need to give teachers time to get used to the functionality and time for them to have conversations. So if a year three teacher is teaching about nutrition, they need to go onto Maestro and can see where that's been taught in in year two and year one, where they should be and how they can build on that further. And that just needs time for teachers and using the full functionality of of curriculum Maestro. In June, uh, inset day there is planned 
to look at the new knowledge rich projects and the companion projects to see whether we want to make any tweaks and changes to see whether mm. those new aspects of cornerstones will enhance what we already do and continue with our evidence informed approach to our pedagogy fantastic hannah is there anything you'd like to add to that i think being a teaching head i think looking from the children's point of view obviously we want to continue to have that drive and that passion for the topics that we teach and happy enthusiastic learners but creating that knowledge and that using and applying in a skillful way and i think in terms of the actual teachers using maestro as a perfect tool really for the delivery of lessons and then at subject leadership level being able to oversee and monitor the big ideas and the intended progression and as christian said working working more on that that's the curriculum team briefs for this term is to familiarize themselves with the maestro and with everything that it can do for you as a subject leader so reducing workload and and uh, keeping up with well-being for everybody that's fantastic to hear that thank you so much and we wish you all the very best uh, thank you for being such a great advocate but more more than that thank you for really taking it on board and for your time today to talk us through how you've implemented it in your school so thank you ever so much thank, thank you, you.